Bruce Johnson, president and founder of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about how to dramatically improve your customer's experience with your company. As a business owner slash entrepreneur, you know that few things are more important to your company than to have a really highly engaged group of raving fans. People who love you, who love what you're doing, who like buying what you're buying. They buy frequently, they buy at higher price points, and most importantly, they're great promoters. They love to tell other people about your business. And if that's true, then your cost of client acquisition or customer acquisition goes down, which means your profitability goes up. Everybody loves having a group of raving fans. The challenge, of course, is how do you go about doing that? How do you get a group of people to love the experience that they have with your company? And to help you figure that out, I want to tell you a story about something that happened to me last week. And by the way, if you want to go much deeper on this, you can always check it out at scalingclub.com, scalingclub.com. So here's what happened. A couple weeks ago, we had somebody come out uh, from Comcast. And I know a lot of people have had bad experiences with Comcast. We actually haven't had that many bad experiences down here in Charleston. So I'm not one of the haters. Uh, we had somebody come out to fix something. Not a big deal. Um, you know, technology always breaks down. So as they were out here, I said, you know, I heard that Gigabyte Service is coming out to our area. And I was curious if it's now actually in our neighborhood. And he said, yeah, it's finally here. And I said, great. So I call up, order the Gigabyte service. I'm a happy customer. We finally have this really fast service that's coming to town. Woohoo! Good news. So they come out. As the guy's installing the new XFi, which is the new router they had to put in, he tells me, by the way, there's something really cool about this router. He says, it's going to survey your home. And over the next two weeks, it's going to figure out where the good spots and bad spots are. And if you have some bad spots in your house, it's going to send you out these little X pods uh, that are you're going to put around your house. And it'll tell you where to put them. And I said, hey, that sounds really cool. So at this point, like I'm a really happy customer. Uh, you know, Comcast likes to have people like that, right? It's like better service. The price point was only 20 bucks more a month, which for me is, you know, in a business is no big deal. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm waiting for it. Finally, last Thursday, I get the email, and the email says, congratulations, you know, we've been serving your house for the last 14 days. I said, I know, because I've been waiting for this, and it says, we have this advanced algorithm that has, you know, surveyed your use of your devices in your house, and the good news is, wherever you're accessing the internet, you're getting good service. <laughs> like, you didn't need an advanced degree to figure that one out. So I immediately call Comcast. Now, at this point, I'm not really frustrated, not really angry. I'm just thinking somebody should be fired because they're stupid. And, uh, you know, so I call up and now a problem occurs because if you've ever had to call a large company and it might be, you know, someone else other than uh, Comcast and you call up, you get stuck in that automated attendant hell. And you know what, exactly what I'm talking about. And so you, you're going through it. Now, it used to be years ago, you'd be able to hit like 000 and you could get through to customer service or you could simply say customer service agent and you'd get through but that no longer happens anymore. And so you have to go through, you know, layer after layer, question after question. And I know that there's no automated solution for this problem. There simply isn't. So I'm now a frustrated person. And, you know, if you had heard me, I'd be like, customer service agent. <laughs> and so by the time someone finally gets on the phone, I say to the person, listen, before you know, we go any further, I know that you're not the problem. This is just a bad system that's set up. But just before I get to you, there's always this message. It says, this uh, call may be recorded for training purposes. What I want to suggest that you feed up the chain to your managers and the managers above them is that they need to start recording from the moment somebody picks up the phone, not from when they're getting to a live person. Because if they started picking up from the moment someone gets on the phone and they had to go through the automated attendance system, 
they would probably be surprised at how much cursing takes place. And I said, now, I'm not a cursing person, so that wasn't, but I was yelling. And by the time they get to you, this is in your best interest, <clears throat> they're 10 times more frustrated having gone through the automated system than if they had just gotten to you quickly, you know, maybe within one or two questions. That, that would have been infinitely better. It'd be better for you. So would you feed that up the food chain? She says, okay, I can totally understand that. Great. I explained the problem. And then I said, you know, so here's the deal, right? I get the notice, 14 days, and it says to me, using our, quote, advanced algorithm, we figured out that you have good reception where you use your devices. I said, you th probably need to fire whoever came up with that advanced algorithm. She says, what? I said, listen, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that where people get good reception is actually where they access the internet. The promise here was that you were going to use this advanced algorithm to map out my house and figure out where we're not getting good reception, which I could have told you ahead of time, by the way, because we have a relatively large house. And on the back end, one floor down, um, those three rooms, we have terrible reception, so we never, ever, ever use our devices there. Or if we do, we use them for two seconds because we realize it's really crappy reception. I said, you know, the promise was one thing and you're delivering something else. So there's nothing advanced about that. And your devices are, you know, my devices are constantly being monitored uh, just as they are in your home. And the advanced algorithm, algorithm should have been able to figure out that, you know, there's really crappy service down there because A, the, the signal isn't strong and B, they never use it over there. She goes, oh, I totally get that. Okay, great. I said, so can you uh, order those X-Pods? Well, let me give you a URL. Okay. So then I have to manually write out a URL. When we're done with the phone call, then I have to go type in the URL. And then I have to fill in for Comcast the same information that they already have for me to order that. Now, that wasn't a big deal, but it was an annoying thing. Now, if you think about that experience and you think about customer experience, what you realize is that it's not just one big thing that makes a difference. It's all the little touch points. And if you're not familiar with doing a lot of research and customer service, there's a classic book written back in the 80s called Moments of Truth by Jan Carlson, who turned around SAS, uh, Scandinavian Air Services. And, and he talked about the fact that you, you have to manage every single one of these moments of truth. Anytime that a customer comes in contact with your business and can get something from that moment, either they feel that they're excited about you or they don't like you, right? So that there's something positive or something negative. From the moment that they hear about you to the you know time they call in, in their case it would have been you know booking a flight to their you know getting their baggage checked you know all the way until you know the flight is done and your bags are checked. But you know what the flight was like? Did it arrive on time? Was it delayed? Like all of those are moments of truth. In the example I gave you, right, it was a moment of truth was the person telling me, hey, you know this really cool system. That was a good moment of truth, right? Um, going to the Comcast automated teller, bad. A moment of truth, right? And every one of those questions, a bad moment of truth. Uh, the customer service agent did a good job on the phone. There's nothing bad about what they did. They were just stuck in a bad system. Um, the email that came from Comcast, that's a moment of truth. It was a bad moment of truth. Um, having to type in the URL, again, a moment of truth, a bad moment of truth. And so if you want to dramatically improve your customer experience, the first thing I would tell you is that you need to map out all of those moments of truth. And if you want to know more about this, you make sure you check out scalingclub.com. But map out all of those moments of truth. There are probably at minimum 50, probably maybe 100, 150, 200 of those just moments of truth. Moments where someone can have an interaction with your company and can get something positive or negative from that experience. Now, when you look at that, that's kind of overwhelming. So the question comes up, out of all of those things, which ones do you focus in on? 
Now, the mistake that Comcast made is that they took a look at one thing they think that's a really big deal. And the big deal is they want to give you a two-hour delivery window. So if someone's coming out to fix something in your house, it's going to get done in a two-hour window, which, by the way, is nothing wrong with that. It's a big thing. It takes a lot of coordination. From the company's perspective, it sounded like a good idea. But they were thinking like the company. They weren't actually thinking like the customer. And think about it this way. How many times when you call up whoever it is that you're calling on customer service, do you actually need somebody to come out to your house to solve the problem? I don't know what the number is. Let's just say it's one out of 10. So out of every 10 times that you call, they have to send somebody out. But in order for them to send something out, guess what? You had to call in and you called in 10 times. So 10 out of 10 times, they have to use the automated attendant system. Only one out of 10 times or one out of 15 times or whatever the number is, they actually have to have somebody come and go to their house. So instead of thinking like the company, what you want to do is you want to think like the customer and think about all the interactions they have. And what is the biggest negative? This is how you use constraint theory with customer service, right? You look at the biggest negative, the biggest unwow, whatever that thing would be. And Comcast, and you could pick almost any other company that uses these automated teller hells. You, like that is a huge issue for almost every customer. And that's the thing you'd want to fix first long before the two-hour window, right? You know, to go from eight hours down to four hours down to two hours, it's a big deal. But, you know, the difference between four hours and two hours isn't necessarily that significant. But every time you call in and you have to deal with the hell of the automated teller, like that's a big deal. Um, so I would look at the, you know, all those moments of truth. What are the biggest ones from the customer's perspective, not from yours? And then thirdly, then I would go through and say, which ones are the quick ones, the easy wins that we could have? In this case here, if the automated, the customer service agent had simply been able to hit the button and say, order the X-Pods, and uh, I would have been happier rather than give me a URL that I had to type in, that's an easy fix. And by the way, it could have been a great moment to delight me if they'd simply said, hey, I've ordered them for you. They should get in the mail tomorrow. And uh, looking at your zip code, they should be there in three days so by next Tuesday, you should have them. That would have been awesome. And I would have been thinking, man, Comcast is cool. How often was that, right? So you look at the big issues that are unwow and eliminate them first. Then you go after the quick wins. And then only then do you start going after what you think are the big issues that require a lot of work and a lot of effort. But you can immediately and dramatically improve if you start focusing on all those moments of truth, figure out which are the biggest problems, fix those first, then the quick wins, and only then do you work on the longer, bigger stuff. If you do that, you can dramatically increase the customer experience that every customer has with your company. They'll be delighted, and everyone will walk away with a win. So that is how you do it. Moments of truth, biggest problems, quick wins, and then the big, intractable ones. And remember, all this needs to be filtered through the eye of the customer, not through you, the company, and what you value, but what they value. And you can turn this all around. So hopefully that was helpful for you today. If it was, I'd encourage you to make sure that you hit the like button or the love button. Uh, share this with some other business owners, entrepreneurs you might know. If you're watching this on some platform that has a subscribe option, let's say YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Or if you're on iTunes, hit the subscribe button. Um, we, because my commitment to you each and every week is to bring you actionable content that will help you grow and scale your business faster. If you want to go deeper on this topic and anything else uh, related to growing and scaling your company, make sure you check out scalingclub.com. We literally deal with everything you need to know to be able to grow and scale a great business. So until next week, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.